App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm the App Guy. It's Paul Kemp, and I am pleased that you could come and join us today. Whatever you're doing, uh, stay listening to the show because we're going to be talking with a great guest that's lined up. Now, I just wanted to really talk about apps, and you know, the, the App Guy it means a lot of different things.、Uh, it could mean to you native apps built on a, the iPhone or Android, or it could mean web apps, or you know, the, the term app is becoming quite broad, and that's why I'm really excited about. Talking with our next guest, who's got a lot to add, a lot of great content. We're looking forward to、uh, hearing his journey. His name is Matt Cress, and he is the co-founder of Relately. And if you go to www.relate.ly, I love the use of the .ly. Relate.ly. Go and check out his website, Matt. Hey, listen, it's great that you could join us on the App Guy podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. I'm looking forward to、uh, sharing some insights I have, and hopefully, helping people out and helping everyone out out there. Well, we appreciate you helping us out and taking time out of your day to do that. So,、uh, to tell us a little bit about yourself,、um, you know, to start off with,、uh, what it is、um, that attracted you to doing something online?、Um, maybe a, a brief,、um, you know,、uh, I guess a brief journey of your、uh, your failure. I guess you did have a failure when you started this out, and then you fell into relately, and and that's obviously going really well for you. So perhaps you could take us back and just give us a a quick pitch of your,、uh, you know, your journey. Yeah, awesome. So I have a business management background from university. I went in when I left university. I was just finding different jobs that I had through networking with professors, and I didn't really realize at the time what I was doing. But、um, at university and and the different hobbies I was in, I was building these relationships that eventually kind of like turned my、um, like were played like pivotal moments in my life, and so. When I left university, I did some sales, sales、um, like effectiveness, helping sales teams on the back end, doing some reporting, inventory management type stuff. I flipped around a couple different, or switched around to a couple different jobs, and eventually found myself、um, at a job I wasn't too happy with. So I started reaching out to friends, relationships I had, and helping some different friends with work that they were doing just on the side, and. One day, one of them said, "Hey, Matt, I'm I'm leaving my position at this company. He was a sales leader、uh, for 16 years. He's like, I'm leaving my position.、Um, I'm currently doing this one thing, but I want to do something else. I want to I want to do my sales training effectiveness company. He basically had people calling him from his old company who were saying, 'Hey, you have to teach me how to be successful like you.' And so."、Um, I said so. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I want to do this, and、uh, I'll work on it. And then he asked me to help him through relationships. And so I spent two years at a sales training for professional services effectiveness company,、um, and I learned a lot about relationships, sales, consulting, working with people. And then one day I had this wild travel bug. So it was just over two and a half years ago. I said, all right. 
I'm going to Uruguay. I went to South America with two friends. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> out of nowhere, and I've been kind of looking at different sites online and seeing how people were making money. But once I was down there, I decided I want to make money on the internet. I want to make money on my own and be able to travel. I like that freedom of being able to do that. So, of course, what do I do? Google how to make money online. Perfect. There's oh, all yeah. these resources. I've got that same t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So there's all these resources online. Well, I picked the one that's how to make money online using AdSense niche sites. Oh, man. Oh, so I was like, yes, perfect. I'm going to buy all these sites. They're, they're $25, $30, $40 each and then have hosting and, and they're going to make me hundreds of dollars a month each site. Uh, just stupid. I was like, what? I, I'll give it a try. So I actually, the first one I bought made me about $20 a month, which I was like, sweet success. So I bought a lot more and I spent, oh man, thousands of dollars on these sites and they went nowhere. I think the one, one made me the most money around um, Thanksgiving shopping time for Christmas and that was like $300 one month, which paid for it, but then nothing else. So I said, all right, I will find actual better resources and not just people trying to sell me stuff online about how to do this, but actually talk to people doing it. And so I started networking and building relationships with communities online. And um, one was a community called Dynamite Circle, group of people traveling all around or had the ability to travel around the world and live location independent. So I did that and um, I took knowledge and experience I had at the sales training company. I went to a conference in the Philippines and in Thailand working with people and then ultimately, ultimately pivoted a couple times but came up with the idea of Relately, which is just in its simplest terms, just a very simple way to make sure you stay top of mind with the most important people to your business and success. And then, yeah, I started that overseas for a couple of years and then moved back to the States and uh, focusing on that more here where I can actually work with my co-founder um, and like be near each other and, and work on stuff together. What I love about uh, hearing the stories from our guests is you can almost start to uh, plot the you know, success that you're having lately way back when you were, uh, I guess, working at that uh, sales training. And you know, it was all kind of building up to that one moment when you launched Relately, but you, I guess you can't see it at a time when you're going through it. Absolutely. It's it's like that, the perfect Steve Jobs quotes where, man, I'll butcher it. I don't remember off the top of my head, but basically it says you can't connect the dots looking forward, but like looking, you build them along the way, but looking backwards, you connect the dots. And it just, life takes its paths. You get experience, all these different things. But yeah, looking back, it all builds on each other. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's uh, now many listeners who are really relating to your journey in the fact that, you know, it, it's how can you tell people not to buy these, uh, you know, these internet things that we find from Google and, and uh, you know, take the shortcut because we, we just need, I think we almost need that experience, all of us, you know, when we fall into this, like a, a reality check that it, it isn't that simple. It's really hard work. And, you know, you amongst all the other guests have really, without prepping have come up with this same theme time and time again which is problem solving 
and you know you're solving the problem of how to build relationships internationally and how to keep on top of those and you know the successful people on this show seem to to be purely focused on problem solving and uh, do you think that do you think that's um, something you do naturally or is it uh, something you're purposefully uh, focusing on you know for me i think i've i've a pretty competitive spirit in myself so throughout sports and everything i've done and and i think the problem solving kind of comes naturally because i try and find the best ways new ways or um, compete with others even without others knowing or just compete with myself so yeah i think i kind of uh, have this problem solving uh, mindset but at the same time with things like adsense sites and these these different things that I, I was wasting my money on, I wasn't solving any problem for anyone except for my own greed. And that's, I mean, AdSense sites, little niche sites like that just kind of spam the internet. I hate when I click on them. Uh, and so like, I, I, I don't like the fact that I made them, but it was it was good experience for me to say, um, like I couldn't take that and learn from someone else. Instead, I had to learn from myself that says, no, this isn't what I want to do. No, this didn't work. It's not really providing value and helping others or solving a big problem. And once I realized that, um, then I realized, okay, I have to solve problems and add value to others. And that's kind of that's kind of been the lesson that I learned from all those mistakes or failures in the past. Yeah, well, we all learn, don't we? And you know, it's almost written in the copy when you fall onto that sales page. You know, don't. Don't listen to the, your friends. They will tell you no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do this. And of course, you know, I mean, some of those are genuine, but um, a majority of them are, you know, with hidden agendas. The hidden agenda is that the owner wants to make take your money. And uh, we, we don't often see this. Mm-hmm. And, but, but what I'm liking about the internet now, and the, well, certainly the internet that I'm looking at, is uh, all this wonderful content and, you know, real genuine, uh, helpful stuff. Uh, some of that's through paid forums, like you know, like the one you've joined, DC, and uh, others. Uh, just great content marketing that's coming out, and uh, content is the new marketing. So, what, what, um, what? You know, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about how you you went about building your relationships before you um, started Relately. How did you go about doing that? Yeah. So, there's a couple different phases, and one was kind of like the unconscious relationship building that I was doing back when I was in school and and just after university and stuff. And that was just finding really interesting people and learning from them, talking to them, and just staying in touch, uh, being likable so that I was was never putting people off and uh, and I was trying to help people whenever I could. So that I wasn't really keeping track of. I was just kind of doing it um, like unconsciously, just it's just what I was doing. But once I was at the sales effectiveness company, um, as part of the sales training that we would do for, and, and I didn't do it, I just helped run the, the company in different aspects and some of the consulting and coaching. We had VPs of sales of 35 years experience doing the training, but I learned that these guys didn't need the small little tactics, like these little secrets. All they had to do was really take what they had and their expertise and just maintain relationships. And we had three different Excel spreadsheets, basically, to help with these different relationships. How often you're staying in touch? Are you writing them quarterly, monthly? All these things. And it was very time-consuming, 
but I saw it was important for the for very successful people. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So I had a spreadsheet of over 50 people uh, that had their just names and how often I wanted to stay in touch. And then a whole nother spreadsheet that was listing like how often I was staying in touch and what I was saying. And that was very time consuming, but it helped me focus on like just making sure I'm reaching out and adding value and helping others. Because um, ultimately, that's more important to me. If I can just help a lot of people and really add value, then things will eventually come back in the end. So I put all the time in the spreadsheet, and now I have Relately, which helps me do it. I don't have to spend any time on the interactions. And so it's it's been basically a built a tool for me, but it's also been very helpful for others as well. Well, it's often good to build a tool for yourself because, you know, you know the problems. And I was just thinking, you know, if there are people listening right now who perhaps do not have their own business, they do not uh, work as an entrepreneur, they're, but they're aspiring to, to be an entrepreneur and perhaps become an app developer or whatever. What you've just given me the idea that they could start that right now in work by taking a note of all those awful problems that exist in the workplace. Because I remember... Every year, going flying out to Boston in my job, I had a job for 10 years in the city, and we flew to Boston, and we would just moan about the database, and we were filling out all these different spreadsheets, uh, and uh, it was just crazy. Every year, it would be hot, you know, number one on the agenda, what are we going to do about our relationship management system? It just sucks. It's terrible. You know, spreadsheets everywhere, and same old, same old, and... And, you know, the bank spent 50, oh, 50 million or some some ridiculous amount on technology. And, uh, you know, we had all the cutting edge technology. But as a as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, I feel like I've got the this huge resource of wonderful resources like Relately. So, yeah, that yeah, just it made me think absolutely. about that. I, I feel the same way. I mean, when people, a lot of times people ask, like, how, how can I leave my job and, and start making money? And it's exactly what you said at the beginning of, um, uh, just before is that just start taking account of the problems, the things that you're solving, the things that you're doing. So what real problems are out there? Um, ideally, what problems lead to either making more money or solving a big pain for others? And start taking account of that and how to fix it and what you're doing to help with these things. And then if you don't go and make like a very specific app right away, just take account of these problems and then start um, even doing like some, I, so I have a friend who went into like professional services, some consulting and then build an app, built an app from there once he like kind of validated this problem that he had that he saw at his last job. Right. Yeah. So tell us about uh, your apps. This is the App Guy podcast. We're going to switch gears a little bit here because we love to ask guests how they use their phones. I know that you've got an iPhone 5S, I think. So perhaps you can pull it out and tell us what your favorite apps are and, and things that we could use in our you know, day-to-day -day, uh, work life. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh man, there's a couple. There's one that I just can't get off my head right now. So it's not quite day-to-day -day work if you're not traveling, um, but if you are, this is amazing. So there's this app called Triplingo, and I didn't have this when I was in Southeast Asia, but it's an incredible translation app. You could speak into it. It doesn't need um, Wi-Fi at the time. You could just download everything in advance, but you could speak into it in English, and it'll say words in Mandarin, Spanish, Russian, any other like, 
12 to 15 different languages. So I really wish I had that. I've been playing around just here in the States in Atlanta with some friends. Uh, I've been trying to speak Thai and Spanish into <laughs> it and have it speak back. So that's fun. Um, if, yeah, if you travel, that's a big one for me. For one thing, like some simple day-to-day -day things, I use Wonderlist actually for groceries and like a house to-do list. Um, so I sync Wonderlist uh, across devices to make sure that it's just my simple grocery list or Home Depot list, things to buy at a store for home stuff. Um, weather apps, yeah, of course, music apps. Um, if you want me to get any more specific in those, but... Uh, Oh yeah, no, that's, hey, listen, I love that. I love that trip lingo. I'm definitely going to download that one. I was always using Google Translate, and yeah. it was just you always had to get an internet connection. It was really hard, but I do remember used, trying to use that in one of the shops in Dubai. Uh, the guy couldn't speak any English, and uh, I think it was Malay, and I was communicating with him. You know, like yeah, it's getting him to listen um, to my phone. It was just absolutely. so good. Let's see some so some other ones. So I I try and eat healthy and. I have, it's just called diet quality. Uh, a friend actually, business partner actually made it. And it's just a very simple thing that I list like how many, just if I had a serving of fruits or vegetables or lean meats and these different things. And it helps me just make sure that I have like a well-rounded meal, like diets throughout the day. It's just super simple and quick. I like that one a lot. Um, Skype on the phone, definitely. Kindle, I use it a little bit. Um, I, I use mint. So just to look at like finance stuff. So the app is awesome. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. We actually had some past episodes where they purely focus on, uh, mint. So we had, uh, an interview with the founder of you need a budget.com, Jesse Meekham. Mm -hmm. And then we had an, a previous episode with, uh, Chris Miles, who retired at the age of 28. And he was talking about mint quite a lot. And he said the disappointing thing with mint is that it doesn't actually link up with your bank account, which uh, I guess it would be quite difficult to do that, but, uh, it, it still, you still need to manually enter stuff in there. Is that right? Oh no! See, I'm in the states, so I know, I know it's different for different countries. But yeah, in the states, it hooks up to everything perfectly for me. Oh really? Um, okay, yeah, so it's actually accounts. taking your what current account, your savings account, or these credit cards and uh, yeah, current saving credit cards. Um, you can even put like investments in there, things like that, and it just does it all for me, and it's super, super. I don't know. Super awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, it it's does. Really it's, quick. It sounds amazing. That sounds. We we need that in the UK. That's that's so, so unfair. We don't get these things. You know, it takes a while for them to come around. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if that's doing that automatically, so when you go and spend something on a credit card, it will register on your uh, Mint app. Yep, I could see it within minutes. Uh, I need that for my wife. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go and live in the US. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the other thing we love to talk about on the App Guide podcast is that we do have indie app developers listening to the show. And, you know, we love to um, solve problems and build apps, get ideas. Uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges we have is to actually get a really credible idea. So what we tend to like to do is uh, explore pain points in your business or your life right now and um, think about how we could flesh out the potential for an idea for an app. And so would you be able to, I mean, first of all, do you have any ideas that you're thinking about that you could share with us for apps? And if, if not, then um, we could talk about, you know, frustrations that you're currently finding in your business. So I have, yeah, I definitely have a couple. Um, a quick one I can give you is we, at Relately, we don't have a mobile app yet. 
and that's something that we are we've been in talks with a couple different people to kind of partner with and um, and have it built, but it just hasn't come through. It hasn't worked out yet. So we've worked with a designer a little bit and, and different people, but um, I would actually, I'd love to talk more, but I'd love to talk more about, uh, we're trying to figure out how to do a great, simple little mobile app for Relately. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, you are talking to a bunch of indie app developers, so be warned. Uh, so you might get a few emails, but no, we, uh, yeah, we love that. We love, um, I guess, getting an insight because, you know, you've primarily put it on the website and we feel your pain in that you'll look at your traffic and you'll realize that 20 to 30% of it, if not more, is through smartphones. And and then you're then presented with a choice of, do you do Android? Do you do uh, iPhone? And then all these different costs start mounting up for the building of an app. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's a little bit uh, difficult. How, how are you thinking about that uh, from your perspective uh what do you mean thinking about that well in terms of like have you thought about android versus iphone both a native versus uh mobile web app or just keep with a mobile responsive site you know we're kind of responsive but it's just not a great experience And, and to me it's the experience is important when it comes to things on i mean everywhere but especially mobile so yeah we're looking at um an ios and an android uh, native app. We'll probably start with iOS just because that seems to be the bigger, the bigger market at the moment for um, the our customers that we've been talking to. But yeah, that's what we're we're looking at doing that and trying to get that going very soon. Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I think most of my clients were, were uh, suggesting that we could build an app. Uh, you know, they were quite happy with mobile responsive. But recently, there was a report by the largest, um, or one of the largest um, mobile analytics companies uh, called Flurry. And they acknowledged that an absolute bulk of our time is spent within a native app on our phones. And, you know, not that much is spent on the, a browser. And so... Uh, you know, I, I feel that native is is the better experience and what people get used to, and uh, yeah, perhaps the way to go for most businesses. I absolutely agree. I've come across different websites and businesses that try and get you to bookmark their home screen on your apps or iPhone or Android's home screen, so it's basically just like a link to a web page, but that never works as well. It's just opening, having people just click a little button to open an app. The obstacle is just still too high or the challenge is too high for people to do that versus opening an app. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Apple did last year, which I thought was quite good, is create smart banners. So if you're um, on a iPhone, for example, and you're uh, going using Safari, uh, you'll get to a website, then there will be a banner at the top saying, we have an app, download it. And if you have the actual app on your phone, then it will just open up the app directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought that was pretty smart of Apple, but unfortunately, I think it only works with uh, Safari. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So any any other things that you can think about that's really frustrating you right now uh, in terms of like emails or scheduling or, um, yeah, t- t- perhaps you can give us an insight into uh, th- real pain points that you're experiencing in your business right now. Yeah. So one of the big, yeah, scheduling is, scheduling is definitely one thing. Um I wish there, for me, like if I had an easy way to, so I have, I use Apple Mail at the moment, but I also have Gmail, um, like a personal Gmail. 
Uh, my calendar's on Apple. So just this whole, the whole Apple Google integration thing is still a pain with, for me. Yeah, we, we need those two companies to merge because uh, they are, it would be a lot easier if they were just one. Yeah. And I keep getting that in the whole time zone thing. So often I'm on the go out lunch meeting people or at a, not at my desktop. And like right now we're in completely different time zones. Um, and I, maybe it's out there. I haven't found an easy way to uh, accept scheduling and do schedules uh, set up meetings in different time zones on my phone. Um, I use World Time Buddy on on the computer, on the, my laptop, but if I don't have that with me, then it's kind of hard, so I always have to just wait and take a while. And, well, they um, have an app. You know, World Time Buddy do have an app that you can download. Well, uh, there you go. Yeah, so there's my first recommendation. <laughs> and, and the other thing which I, I've started using over the last month, I find it really incredibly useful, is Schedule Once, which you may have come across. And uh, that just opens up your calendar to, I think you may have gone through this uh, booking process yourself with the um, web- website page on, on uh, schedule once. Uh, so I, I'm really liking that at the moment in terms of scheduling. But you're right, that, you know, like, if you're listening now and you're an app develop- developer, really have a good think about this integration issue between Google and Apple, because, you know, we both rely on them, uh, both of the services. I can't live without Google and I, I can't live without Apple. And unfortunately, they don't merge th- together too too well. And uh, each has its own little ecosystem. So, um, yeah, some kind of scheduling calendar type. Uh, I know there's an app called Cal, C-A-L, Cal. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I've played around with that a little bit. I just, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the back end trying to program these different things, so... Um, yeah, it just seems like there's a mess and different issues there. Um, okay, well, you have laid the gauntlet there for someone to come up and and offer you a solution with um, with some integration between all those different features. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think really quickly for as far as like other app ideas and, and problems are concerned, um, for your audience, I would. I would just tell them like just to find people and just ask specific questions. So like right now I might not be able to think of something off the top of my head if someone says, "Oh, like what what's your what's your biggest problem? How can we create an app to fix that?" But if they start drilling down to specific problems, like what's your biggest problem in your business right now? Oh yeah, why is that? And once they give an answer, okay, so what does that affect? And like really start getting into pain points and, and money problems and that will help that will help find a lot of problems that could be developed. Um, for example, I was in when I was in Thailand, one was called Bilk Construction and um, this guy Patai who started it was in construction and there's this huge just lack of apps in Thailand to help construction companies and now he's gotten a lot of funding and it's been successful for a few years and now he's coming over to the US and they're doing more stuff here and in Indonesia and so he just took like a problem that they had in the construction industry that not many people think of when they're trying to make apps but these guys use tablets and phones all day and it's it was just a perfect fit so like looking outside the norm um, at different industries that are kind of not ignored, but often not thought of, um, is seems very valuable, and that's where I would definitely recommend people going to, like, to try and find ideas. 
Yeah, that's great because I'm thinking we had an episode with uh, Drew Boyd and uh, you may want to go back if you're listening to uh, some of the archives. And, and he was uh, he's, he's written this book called uh, Inside the Box and he was spending a great deal of time explaining how we can take what is not working in one industry or what is working and take the best parts of that and apply it to our specific industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe applying the things that are working phenomenally well in, uh, you know, the web and, and applying it to perhaps the app world. Or, you know, he, he did a much better job than I'm, I'm butchering his uh, advice right now. But uh, uh, yeah, that that certainly is a great um, advice and I think uh, worth, worth doing. And so before we say goodbye, I'm just thinking uh, I would like to know, I mean, you've very graciously come on, provided loads of content, but I personally would like to know about uh, Relately and uh, what it can do in terms of building relationships, because I love building relationships. So could you give us a a, a kind of overview of um, what it does for us? Yeah, so so Relately is, it in a simple way, it connects with, connects with your email, your Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn at the moment. And when you authorize an account with Relately, it, um, it imports all your contacts. And then you have to decide who the most important, like you kind of know who you want to stay in touch with, who you want to build relationships with. And then all you have to do is just select about how often you want to stay in touch. Frequently, it could be basically weekly interactions to quarterly. And then Relately tracks all the interactions you have with these people you want to stay in touch with and gives you a score for each of your relationships, 0 to 100. Over time, the score falls, and the only way to increase the score is by interacting. So basically, when the score gets too low, we give you a little reminder, a heads up, that, hey, you're falling out of touch with this person. Um, You should go ahead and reach out. And then we can also give suggestions and scripts if you're using... Uh, relately on the website, so basically, it's it's a way to help you build relationships with all these different people that you meet, but you don't see on a daily basis. Uh, I've definitely met people in the past at conferences. I was like, all right, I, I want to stay in touch with you. We don't have anything going on right now. We could work together, but let's stay in touch, and I could help them. They can help me, but then I just didn't. And over time, that relationship falls off. And if something came up where I could have reached out to, um, say, Paul for for something that I really needed help with and they said they'd help with, then it's almost like me just cold emailing someone and, and saying, hey, yeah, remember me? I had that blue shirt on. I met you five months ago. Yeah, can you help me with this? You said you would. <laughs> They're not going to do that. So by just adding value and staying top of mind over time, um, you guys can help each other, and and it just really helps you maintain a large network of people. Well, it sounds absolutely awesome. So what, how's the best way of finding out about it? I guess going to relate.ly? Yeah, you can just head to the website, relate.ly. Um, if, feel free to write me on direct message me, reply, whatever, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Matt Kress, M-A-T-T. K-R-E-S-S. And feel free to email me, matt at relate.ly. I love helping out. So any questions, any thoughts, whatever, I'll I'll help out any way I can. That sounds wonderful. I love what you're doing there. I think that's going to be phenomenally successful and uh, certainly, you know, very useful. 
because uh, we have all these interactions with uh, people globally, digitally, and they're just one-offs, you know, all the way through. And we, we, it's really hard to connect them all together and, and, and making gamification of contacts as well. I think, I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So Appreciate great. It. Thanks for solving that, that problem. And uh, yeah, so I suggest everyone uh, goes and checks it out because uh, it's, it's uh, an awesome thing. Um, so Matt, uh, it's been a real pleasure that you have, you know, given us your time and and given us some great content to think about on the App Guide podcast. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? Any parting advice that you think would be, uh, you know, great, great to just uh, give to the audience? Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been fun being here. Uh, I think, man, my one piece of advice. I know, I know it ties in with relationships lately and everything, but. People always focus on relationships too late. Um, if you're an app developer, then build relationships with designers, build relationships with business people, build relationships with other developers. Um, the creative brainstorming and kind of brain share is awesome. So find all these different people you can work with, learn from, help, and just start building relationships and really just writing and asking them about them what they like to do and, and helping them when you can and uh, and things just happen out of nowhere one day someone will give you an opportunity you'll help someone out and things just happen when you build these relationships and maintain networks so I'd say that's the biggest thing I have Matt and it's really appreciate you sharing that because uh, I totally resonate with what you're saying there and it's uh, something that's very important to me so Hey, listen, have a great, um, you know, entrepreneurial future. We'd love to have you back on the App Guy podcast. And uh, especially when you uh, you do come out with your app, perhaps we can get you back on and, and talk about what it was like to build the app and get it launched onto the App Store. Absolutely. Let's do it. Great. Bye, bye for now then, Matt. Thanks. See ya. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 